major breaking news on New Year's Day. It's barely January 1st. It's barely 2019, but we got some breaking news for y'all. What's up, folks? Fred Ricciani, TSC, your home for pro wrestling news updates, interviews, and everything in between. If you're new here, please consider subscribing. Wow. What a way to kick off 2019. So let's get right to it. There's been a lot of rumors swirling around about AEW, All Elite Wrestling, to brush up people that maybe don't follow the independents, who don't watch ROH, or even follow a lot of wrestling on YouTube but are tuning into this. Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and friends have a show called Being the Elite, which is wildly popular on YouTube. They always tease different announcements, things like that. They ran an incredibly successful independent show called All In back in September, drew over 11,000 people at the Sears Center in the Chicago area. One of the, the biggest independent wrestling events ever, and the biggest, I believe, in like 20 years or so. I mean, it just a ridiculous amount of people came to that. It brought a lot of eyeballs, and these guys primarily promoted this through social media and YouTube. So rumors began swirling, and uh, various reports uh, via Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer and others that Tony Khan, the son of Shahid Khan, Jacksonville Jaguars owner, he could be looking to bankroll a wrestling promotion with the centerpieces being Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, collectively known as the Elite, to an extent Adam Page, as well as Kenny Omega, the current IWGP heavyweight champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, they teased this announcement. We watched the YouTube video. At the end of the video, they tease not one, but two things. First things first, all elite wrestling is real. Those trademarks that were reported to be going on for AEW All Elite Wrestling, that is real. The other thing, they confirmed double or nothing, all in two. So there will be an all in two, and there will be an All Elite Wrestling. Now, you might be wondering, what the hell does this mean? A startup promotion? Are they going to get a TV deal? Well, Dave Meltzer seems to be in the know here. He's relatively close with the Bucks and, and with the Bullet Club and everybody like that. Well, the former Bullet Club, the Elite. He reports that there is no TV deal yet, but from what I understand, he said there are offers. Now, and I took some notes here, so please excuse me. Cody Rhodes is signed to All Elite Wrestling with Tony Khan being the boss there. Chris Jericho linked to the company. He's not signed yet, but he may be signed. For those, for those that don't know, Chris Jericho was at the Vikings game with his wife, who's a huge Vikings fan, the other day when Kirk Cousins laid an egg again. And he tagged Tony Khan and thanked him for hooking him up with seats. Hmm, interesting. And from what I understand, he posted another Instagram deal with Tony Khan a few weeks back. Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, they were shown in the owner's box at the Jacksonville Jaguars game a couple weeks ago. Coincidence? I think not. So Dave Meltzer said that there isn't a TV deal, but there are offers for one out there. Now, I don't know if that would include DAZN, which is the upstart streaming service from Perform Group, the parent company of the Sporting News. They stream the NFL in Canada and in the U.S. Most recently, they signed Canelo Alvarez to a gigantic boxing deal. They also own the rights to Anthony Joshua's fights and a majority of Bellator MMA fights. They could be in the mix. Maybe Amazon Prime's in the mix. If it's up to me, I would rather be as a startup promotion, no matter how much money I have behind me, on a network. Because on streaming TV, I'm not saying you can't generate buzz, especially if you got a gig with like Netflix or something like that. The reality is you need as many eyeballs as humanly possible. And with wrestling, the easiest way to still get them right now 
is through television and, of course, the viral YouTube marketing that the Bucks specialize in. So Tony Khan is the head of AEW. Dave reports that there are multi-year deals being signed. Okay, get this. Multi-year deals. This is serious business right here. This isn't, oh, yeah, let's let's sign you and, and, you know, maybe you'll work for this company and that company. No, no, no. These are multi-year deals. Now, whether or not they are exclusively, well, exclusive, that remains to be seen. That's something Dave opined. And it's going to be interesting here because we've been in an era which helped make all, uh, all elite wrestling happen to begin with, with all in before that, the genesis of it. We live in an era where all these companies work together. Okay, MLW is friendly with ROH for the most part. ROH has been surprisingly friendly with Impact Wrestling after all these years. Granted, it's different ownership, but but still, that's a pretty big deal given the bad blood between those two companies in, in years past. PWG uses a number of different talents. AAW, AIW, Joey Janela with his promotion, you know, Game Changer Wrestling, everything going on there. CMLL, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AAA. I mean, CMLL and AAA, from what I understand, are working together in, in this in slight in some ways, or at least they're booking their, their different talents, which is crazy to think of. I mean, it's a weird era in wrestling. It's a cool era in wrestling. It's almost like the new territory era, but that could come to an end in favor of this era of wrestling, where we may actually be throwing it back to the Monday Night Wars. I'm not saying we're going to get 12 million people, however, maybe watching wrestling every freaking week in North America. That might be too crazy. Okay, to imagine right now. But we can actually get a real war, which would be great for the talent and great for the fans. And think about this, right? For years, for years, we've been saying, at least I've been saying, as somebody that you know watches ROH every now and then, they're not in my market, but I got them on the Fight TVF. I've been saying, man, ROH is backed by Sinclair Broadcast Group. Instead of Sinclair... Spending that money on, on Trump propaganda. Why don't you put some of that money into ROH, right? Why don't you try, instead of gobbling up some other garbage stations, why not put some money into ROH? You've seen growth. Put some money in. Why not? You know, the production values have been historically subpar to an extent with Ring of Honor. At times, it can be a little rinky-dink. But Ring of Honor, if you've noticed lately, over the last few years, have been spending money. They spent money to keep Cody Rhodes for a while. They spent money to keep the Young Bucks for a while. I believe they just signed Bandito, which is a huge signing. They they signed, well, Pierce the Bruiser, not, not really that big of a, a signing. But Brody Lee, you know, PCO, who's resurrected his career like the Frankenstein gimmick on, on the indies. This could actually light a fire underneath Ring of Honor's ass to get out of the creative doldrums that I feel like they've been in outside of their New Japan involvement and actually go for it. Actually hire a real booker, maybe solicit some advice from a guy like Jim Ross, maybe, just maybe, tap into somebody fresh, somebody we haven't heard of before, but has a lot of bright ideas that can help bring their product to the forefront on top of the fact that they might be spending money on talent. Because you look at NXT right now, who's in NXT? NXT is pretty much ROH NXT. You got Red Dragon, you got Adam Cole Bebe. I mean, you got a number of, of different talents there. I mean, it's just ridiculous thing. I should probably just bring up this freaking NXT roster right now because it's it's just, it is practically Ring of Honor. War Machines there, the War Raiders. I mean, come on, bro. You got, you got so many people right there. I mean, you, you also have some Impact Wrestling guys too, like EC3 and 
yeah, Roderick Strong, former ROH world champion. I mean, come on, man. It's it's just, it's just ridiculous. They plucked this talent, and it's smart on their part. But for years, ROH kind of just sat passively, and you know, they, to to their credit, they would develop new stars and you know, develop new stars and develop new stars. But this is a critical point for them. Okay, I don't think most people give a damn about this Flip Gordon versus Bully Ray and some ECW retreads. They gotta do something because I don't know. If the elite's going to be working with ROH. On top of that, right, think about this. And my jaw the other day, it just dropped when, when I read uh, Court Bauer tweeting about how WWE tried to get certain talents of his to no-show, which was just dirty, underhanded tactics. And MLW, Major League Wrestling, the promoter Court Bauer, have been doing a great job on being sports and on YouTube promoting their show MLW Fusion. They got a number of stars like Brian Pillman Jr., Teddy Hart, who looks like he's finally on the right track. You know, I said Brian Pillman Jr., right? Yeah, I did. I mean, they, they had Pentagon Jr., Loki's a current champion. He had a, a wild brawl with Conan. They got a lot of stars there, a lot of rising young stars, and a mix of older talent like Tommy Dreamer. And if you watch their show with Filthy Tom, Tom Lawler, that's who his name was escaping me, Simon Gotch, other guys like that, it's actually a really good show, especially from a character standpoint. And MLW, prior to this announcement, has been signing guys and girls to exclusive deals. Now, I've been told from a current ROH talent that a lot of those deals are in the hundreds to maybe the thousands less than Ring of Honor deals. I guess it depends on your pecking order. This person's technically in the ROH mid-card. But still, there is a big difference. And I'm wondering now, is this going to force MLW have to raise their price is this going to force roh to have to raise their price is this going to force wwe to raise their price okay it's been a golden age for independent wrestling but we saw now with the nxt uk the wwe scooping up all this uk talent but we also see in the uk the market's not so hot right now particularly for WWE and World of Sport Wrestling. There's a lot going on. And I'm not saying it's going to be the death of the indies because at the end of the day, I think talent's still going to rise up. There's always going to be talent that's overlooked and under the radar that needs somewhere to call home. I mean, look at after WCW and ECW died. There was nowhere for a lot of guys to go. Some dude named AJ Styles made himself a star. Some dude named Christopher Daniels, who's linked to All Elite Wrestling, made himself a a star, a number of other cats, like some guy named Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Cole Cabana, they made themselves stars. And keep in mind, that was before social media. That was like during the live journal days, okay? Steve Carino made a name for himself. So, well, he made a name in ECW, but he kept himself relevant on the independent circuit. So we'll see what happens there. But I want to hear from you guys here. Noe Lars says, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, brother. Gaurav Das says, Go AEW. Olay Samuel Olay says, can ROH do bigger venues? That would require them to have the right people, the right personnel to draw people into those venues. Now, to their credit, they drew a damn near sellout for Madison Square Garden WrestleMania weekend, a non-WWE promotion in actual MSG, not the Hulu Theater that's connected to Madison Square Garden. No, 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 no. not the ballroom or the, the janitor's closet. No, no, this is big MSG, but but they drew that crowd 
Thanks to Kenny Omega. Thanks to the New Japan Pro Wrestling relationship. Thanks to the Young Bucks. Thanks to Cody. And I don't think the Young Bucks are going to be there. Although, believe it or not, according to Dave Meltzer, the Young Bucks are not officially signed yet. But they likely are going to be. Uh, Noe Lara speculates Tessa Blanchard to AEW. I, I could certainly see that. She's doing great in Impact Wrestling. But Impact Wrestling, for those that don't know, is going to the Pursuit Channel which has even less of an audience than Destination America and Pop TV, their previous homes. And the Pursuit channel is essentially a hunting channel. And that's cool and all. If you're in a hunting niche, the problem is it's very random, extremely random on that channel. There's barely any ratings information on that channel. It's in a lower tier on that channel. I don't even get, I don't even get that freaking channel. It, the, TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call them, from a relevant standpoint and pretty soon maybe from a cash flow standpoint is going to be on its deathbed. And the fact that Anthem, which is its parent company, just put Impact Wrestling on the Pursuit Channel of all places. And on top of that, on Friday nights, which I understand, I think it's on 10 p.m. Wow. That is just... I'm not saying somebody within the parent company is setting them up to fail, but uh, they, they certainly are doing them no favors there, so... Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of talent looking for work. DJZ, Zima Ion, who's probably the most underrated talent in the world of the last five, six, seven, eight years. The guy's been spectacular in Impact Wrestling and Independence. He is officially a free agent. One of my good friends, Leon St. Giovanni, one half of Coast to Coast of Ring of Honor fame. From what I understand, he's a free agent starting right now. Things are going to get very, very interesting. And with New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kenny Omega is their champion. I think whether Kenny Omega is leaving or not, Hiroshi Tanahashi should defeat him for the IWGP title. I think it'd make a, a better story at Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom's only a few days away now. Their annual Tokyo Dome show, the re- version of WrestleMania. And Kenny could always regain the title at Dominion or one of their other pay-per-views. But if Kenny loses... And he's free from his contract, January 2019, which is typically around the time when a lot of wrestlers in New Japan Pro Wrestling, their contracts expire. They, they sign one-year deals. I don't think a lot of them have signed multi-year deals. I could be mistaken, but I know there's been a case where traditionally they, they've had like yearly deals, and a lot of them are up January 2019. We saw that a few years ago when Shinsuke Nakamura wrapped up after Wrestle Kingdom. AJ Styles wrapped up after Wrestle Kingdom. The Bullet Club members, the OG Bullet Club members, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson did. So, one would think Kid Omega drops the title. Maybe he lays low for a little bit. And if they scoop him up, I mean, that, that is huge. That is huge if they could get Kenny Omega. And, and the question is, does New Japan work with All Elite Wrestling? Would they break their agreement with Ring of Honor? I mean, they have an agreement in place for MSG. <clears throat> excuse me. For MSG. A lot can happen. This can lead to the, I don't want to say the death, but the death as we know of the current indie territories, but it could lead to the advent of some real wars between ROH, that's got major money behind it, All Elite Wrestling, which has got major money behind it, and of course, uh, the king, WWE, which has always, for the most part, last 20 years or so, had major money behind it, and who knows what's going to happen with New Japan Pro Wrestling? They're phenomenal at developing talent, but could they throw some money the way of some foreign talent that they normally wouldn't? Possibly. Possibly. Kenny Omega is an outlier, though, because keep in mind, 
He loves Japan. He's lived in Japan for years. He's practically Japanese. I mean, he's he is a citizen of Japan. I don't, I don't know if it was officially a citizen, but he's lived there for years. His best friend's Kota Ibushi. He loves working with Kota Ibushi. He loves teaming with Kota Ibushi. Unless these two go together to AEW, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I mean, who knows? Maybe, just maybe, AEW forms a relationship with DDT, which is the original Japanese home of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, and they opt to have a working relationship there. So that way, Kenny can stay working in Japan, asking Kota Ibushi while getting that New Japan level or higher level money. A lot of freaking questions. Okay, and Al says, what about Pac to AEW? Could that happen? Pac is Neville. That's his original wrestling name. Neville was on ice for about a year, over a year. He didn't want to come back to WWE. Kudos to him. He he stuck by his guns. I I don't know why an independent contractor couldn't just, you know, leave. But WWE has that weird loophole where they treat everybody like employees, even though they're independent contractors. That's another story for another day. And he laid low. He did his thing. And he just randomly showed back up in Dragon Gate Japan. Did his thing. I believe he just won the Open to Dragon Gate title. And... I think he really likes Dragon Gate. He seems like a loyal guy. But again, AEW, maybe they won't play nice or, or with, with ROH or New Japan. But guess what? Maybe they'll play nice with DDT. Maybe they will play nice with Dragon Gate. And that could lead to some major crossover. AEW certainly going to need the talent. But think about it this way, right? A lot of the talent... That's heralded as the top non WWE talent is already locked down for the most part. The New Heart Foundation is in MLW. Tessa is signed with Impact Wrestling. Actually, you you guys reminded me. Tessa Blanchard is actually signed with the Women of Wrestling as well. The the Women of Wrestling promotion that's debuting this month on Access TV, the same home as NJPW. And here's another thing to think about. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I know there's been a lot of chatter on Twitter about it. I just feel like Twitter makes my head explode sometimes. But think about this. If New Japan wants to still expand out West and they may not have access to the Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega, who are by far their biggest foreign talents and one of their biggest talents out there, period. How else can they attract a Western audience? Well, perhaps for the first time in their history, or uh, I believe the first time in their history anyway, they could establish a women's division. doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to go super overboard. They could dip their toes in it because you know, there are a lot of Japanese women's promotions like Stardom, and, and historically the, the promotions, male and female, have been kept separately. But for America, it might help for them to do that. And actually, if they're on the same network as the women's wrestling promotion on Access TV, maybe, just maybe... Those people will work together, too, when we get a bit of a talent exchange, and that'd be kind of cool. But my point is, whew, I'm sweating here. My point is, a whole lot can change in a matter of days, in a matter of weeks. I mean, the game just changed now in a matter of minutes. As far as some other news and notes right here. Um, a lot of people speculating about Ring of Honor. Do you think Ring of Honor will end up being the number three promotion? I mean, they were for a while. 
And they've since overtaken that in, in, after Impact Wrestling pretty much collapsed after Spike TV, at least in North America. I've always considered number two in recent years to be New Japan Pro Wrestling. And since New Japan's expanded domestically, I'd say they're number two. But yeah, in the U.S., I mean, you don't want you certainly don't want to fall behind a, a brand that's perceived to be cool. Okay, Mac4U2K6 says, they need to sign the red-hot protege, John Cena. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> he's only a free agent in, in storyline, but he's, he's going to be with WWE for a while here. Somebody says they should sign Shinsuke Nakamura. What's up, Alexander the Great 4K? Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, you know what? There, there have been rumors that Nakamura could be leaving. You know, he, he's gotten a decent push. He's had pretty damn good success in WWE. I feel like in some ways, WWE hasn't done right by him all the time. But at the same time, I also feel like in the ring, he hasn't really brought it since he's been in there, other than like a few times. He had a great match with Sami Zayn. He had one or two great matches with AJ Styles. Uh, you know, he had some solid matches with Rusev. But, you know, he's certainly not, and it might just be age or whatever, but he's certainly not the Nakamura we saw against Kota Ibushi before he left to go to WWE. But, hey, you never know. There were also rumors about, you know, the original Bullet Club, Anderson and Gallows, leaving WWE and going to All Elite Wrestling. They still could, but they were just brought back on TV. Something tells me that maybe, just maybe, they'll keep them around. Even This is the, the problem with WWE. And it's not a problem for them. It's a problem for us fans, right? They've got all this money. They're getting $2.5 billion in TV money between Fox and NBC Universal for the new Raw extension and the Fox deal for SmackDown Live, perhaps that it might include NXT. They have enough money, enough resources, and the allure of being the big brand where they can just sign guys and girls and put them on ice. Donovan Dijak, Dijakovic, Dijokovic, Mila Djokovic, Mila Jovic, whatever the hell his NXT name is now, that guy's super talented. He was having great matches with Keith Lee uh, on the Independence and a lot of other guys. Super athletic big man. And they kept the guy, for the most part, on ice from a TV standpoint for a year. For a year. That's insane. Chad Gable, yeah, he's the Raw Tag Team Champion, but he's being booked like Terry Taylor as opposed to the next Kurt Angle. Zack Ryder, you know, no, nobody will confuse Zack Ryder with the AJ Styles, but He's the guy that's always gotten himself over, always done his thing, you know, still has a huge following, has proven to get himself over virally, organically, through online marketing, and he's just been doing whatever, you know? He was just on Raw for the first time all year, all year. So they can afford to sign guys and girls and just keep them on ice. I mean, Cash Asono, Chris Hero, I know he's more of in a player-coach role, but think about it. I know he's not Vince McMahon's type of guy, but think about it. I think Cashizono has been underutilized for the most part throughout his WWE career in NXT, this current run. He was the top guy in Independence just a few years ago. He's still doing well. He's still active. But I'm just saying, like a guy like him and like an All Elite Wrestling or another company probably would have a significantly bigger role. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I think this is going to lead to WWE trying to sign guys and girls just for the hell of it. And I think, or even more so than they are now, and I also think this is maybe, just maybe, going to lead to more guys and girls saying, you know what? I don't need WB right now. More people might follow the lead of a guy like Will Ospreay and say, you know what? I don't want to be in WWE. 
I want to make my name elsewhere. I want to do what I want to do. Neville, I just want to go to Japan. I just want to wrestle great matches. I just want to do my damn thing. Daniel Bryan, before WWE resigned him. Hey, I just want to go wrestle. I don't care. I just want to freaking wrestle. And I think you're going to see a lot of people like that now. And I think this is going to be a great, great time for the talent. And at the end of the day, I'm all about the talent. I'm all about the athletes getting their money, whether it's Kirk Cousins, who can't win a big-ass game but gets $84 million guaranteed, good for him. Whether it's Le'Veon Bell on the Steelers, good for him. And whether it's Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Chris Jericho, maybe Jim Ross, and other people trying to get that money and do their own thing, maybe even have some equity in the company, which I think they might with the All Elite stuff, good for them. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Christian James Calderon, who commented, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, brother. Until then, everybody, we'll find out what happens in the coming days. But I want to hear from you. What do you think about All Elite Wrestling? What do you think about 2019? This is a gigantic year in wrestling. Let me know. Leave a comment below. Tweet us, Facebook us. Do what you got to do. If you enjoyed this video, I'd appreciate it if you'd share this with all your friends. If you'd subscribe to our YouTube channel, enable notifications for all live updates. I'd also appreciate it if you would like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the sports courier. We've been uploading a lot more videos on there as well. Subscribe to the podcast, soundcloud.com slash TSC news. I'll answer actually one more question before we go on this live stream. Do you think Kenny Omega jumps over to WWE since he wasn't in today's video and he has a new documentary coming out on HBO Canada? I see him going to WWE and appearing in the Royal Rumble and then going to AEW later. Tonka Man 2015, I got to say, I think it's going to be the other way around. I think he'll go to AEW because the reality is you may not have a chance to get on the ground floor of something like this ever again. Okay, Not at this level with this kind of money with Tony Khan, who's the head of analytics and is, is a guy that's known to be very sharp and also very knowledgeable about the wrestling business. Okay, And keep in mind, that, too, Cody Rhodes could also, be, I'm sure, is going to be involved in a creative capacity. So you have the opportunity to work with fresh minds, to get on the ground floor, to have free reign. That's free reign he wouldn't have in WWE. Now, keep in mind, with Tony Khan being the head honcho, the Khan family itself being the head honchos, somebody's got to always answer to somebody. And right now, we're in the honeymoon stage. We're in the, 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 you know, the, the happiness and, ooh, all elite wrestling, it's great. What's going to happen when the t- times get rough? What's going to happen when ratings don't meet expectations? What's going to happen when people get injured? What's going to happen when there's a creative disagreement? That all remains to be seen. But what I could see happening is Kenny Omega going to AEW. I'm going to make a wild prediction and say AEW makes a working agreement with DDT, which is Kenny's old home promotion in Japan, which has these crazy matches of fireworks and blow-up dolls, all this crap. So that way he could still team up with Kota Ibushi and stuff. And I think... Later on in his career, similar to AJ Styles, he's going to go to WWE. You could say, oh, he might be too old by then. He's already in his mid-30s. AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, Samoa Joe, those guys say hi. They're in their 40s. They're doing okay. Well, at least one of them's doing okay. But again, I want to hear from you. Let me know. Leave a comment below. Until now, everybody, I'm going to try to get some sleep. It's been a wild, wild night. Happy freaking New Year. Thank you all so much for the support. We're almost going on 10 years of TSC in some capacity. Pretty amazing, huh? Until next time, everybody. As always, enjoy the matches. 
And let's look forward to more from AEW. Wow.